this Wednesday. Who's spending Thanksgiving alone? Kelly is. No, you're not. You're coming to my house. It's a special Thanksgiving episode of 90210. Would it be a holiday without a couple of strays in our house? Come over when you want. You got any turkey left? Mom, said two more. Old friends are reunited. I don't mean to start anything, but do you know where Dylan's spending Thanksgiving? Well, I, I kind of brought somebody home. And an unexpected guest could make this one holiday they'll never forget on an all-new 90210, Wednesday on Fox. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 15, The Kindness of Strangers. Mary, what happened this week? Steve is going to be on TV with his mom for Thanksgiving. He decides that will be the perfect opportunity to tell his mom that he got kicked out of school for breaking into the grades computer. He figures his mom won't yell at him with the cameras rolling. That is not the case. The cameras stop rolling, and then she yells at him. At least Steve meets Alyssa, a super cute production assistant, who invites him to her room to celebrate Thanksgiving. (laughs) Steve's mom talks to Mrs. Teasley, and he gets to come back to school for detention, and then school, and then some more detention. Dylan's dad gets furlough for Thanksgiving, and he's Dylan's responsibility now. Dylan tries to deal with his dad's drinking and the loud way he kisses his old friend Christine. Also, they have a good old-fashioned family argument at the dinner table about school and prison. You know, normal stuff. (laughs) Christine gives Dylan a talking to and tells him to give Jack a break. They end up spending an okay night together and play Monopoly. Oh yeah, and Dylan decides to not drop out of school. It's raining a whole lot, and the Walshes have a leak in their kitchen ceiling, but that doesn't stop their children from inviting all of their friends over for Thanksgiving. Brandon invites Andrea to save her from a vegetarian nightmare, and Brenda asks Kelly to come since Mel and Jackie are taking baby Aaron to Palm Springs for some reason. (laughs) David and Donna plan to go skiing with Donna's parents, but they never make it to Big Bear because it snows too much, and they also show up to the Walsh house. Brandon runs into Jack Canner, the homeless veteran he met over the summer, rummaging through the trash behind the peach pit. He brings him home and out of the rain. Jim is uncomfortable having him in his house, but refuses to be the bad guy and tell him to leave. Cindy invites Jack to Thanksgiving dinner. It's all okay until the cable goes out. Once there's no more football, Jim gets all weird about not having served in the military. Also, he feels attacked when Jack casually points out how privileged his kids are. Jim basically snaps and tells Jack to leave. He's about to go when Brandon makes excuses for Jim's behavior, and then the ceiling leak gets way worse and falls onto the table. Uh, Jack steps in to fix the roof, enough to stop the leak. Jim apologizes to Jack, and everybody eats dinner. <laughs> okay. The end. <laughs> First, why were there two Jacks in this episode? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I started writing my notes, and I had, like, Jack does this. Jack does this. Jack does this. I was like, wait a minute. Two Jacks? Double Jack. Yeah. Pair Jacks. There's there's almost definitely going to be a point in this, and then I'm going to be like, and Dylan's dad gets on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so unlikely. (laughs) Because, uh, God, I've already got him confused. Because Dylan's dad 
sucks. So Dylan's hard. dad sucks so much. Oh my god. He might be he's my new for, least least favorite character. He's out for 48 hours and immediately is like, son, drive me to the liquor store. And I'm going to call my friend, who I clearly only have sex with. Like, oh, and then they started yelling at each other, and he's like, you're such an ungrateful son. How dare you not let me crash at your house to everything. Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird dynamic, to say the least. And then they try to make her, like, a thing. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I went to this place that I used to always go to, the Peach Pit. And Dylan's like, we have something in common? And also it's like that's the big secret or like that's supposed to be, I don't know, some big deal. Like she didn't say like where she went until the last possible second. And then it's like, yeah, you mean the place that literally everyone goes to? The only (laughs) restaurant we have. Right? Oh, Christine. Stop trying to make Christine happen. It's not going to happen. (laughs) But otherwise, it's raining in Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. It's not raining in Beverly Hills. It's raining in the editing studio. <laughs> it was the worst rain I've ever seen. It was so bad. It was so bad. And then like half the time people are outside, they're not getting wet. And other half the time, it's like, I don't know, Brandon had a bucket of water thrown on him again. <laughs> I think my favorite part was when um, Jack, Dylan's dad, went to get the newspaper and like stepped outside and it's like dripping. There's like rain happening quote unquote and then he goes inside and he shuts the door and it's a bright sunny day out the window <laughs> see i miss that completely but it doesn't surprise me in the slightest bit <laughs> now when other jack goes onto the roof to fix the leak and i think it's donna david kelly and brandon i think kelly outside? was out there Was Kelly out there? I don't know. I just know some of them were out there and they were completely dry. And I was like, I can't tell if they're actually supposed to be under the canopy or they just really fucked up the editing. (laughs) I think the latter. Definitely the latter. They just forgot to make them wet and they were like, no one's going to catch that. It's fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I will say I did when we get to school, I did love all the rain gear though. Like everyone had their little rain jackets on and, and it was super cute. So we finally got to see that. I feel like that's something you won't get to see that often in Beverly Hills. Yeah, because it just doesn't rain in California. And when it does, they make a big deal out of it. I mean, both episodes that we've seen rain, like that was a main plot point. Right. Was that it was raining. (laughs) It's only been two episodes, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wait. It also rained on the camping trip, but that wasn't in Beverly Hills. That's right. That's fair. Can you imagine, like, having that as an easy just throwaway episode plot point? Like, oh, my God, guys, let's make it rain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, it's like the episode writes itself. (laughs) No, this is the one on the dartboard that they were just like, oh, my God, we haven't done this one in, like, two seasons. We've done sunshine every single day, guys. We need to change it up. (laughs) I wasn't – was it Christmas – wasn't there another one where someone was supposed to go skiing and then they couldn't go skiing, so they came to the Walsh house? That was Donna, and that time it was because there was no snow. That was it. <laughs> See? The weatherman. Just like, if you run out of ideas, just use the weather, or lack of. <laughs> it's like, where's Donna going? Skiing. But why can't she go? Too much snow. <laughs> so what's going to happen next time Donna wants to go skiing? No snow. 
Perfect. Well, they already did know snow. Oh, um, a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just they don't call it big bear for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you come back? There was a bear. Can I come in? God. Also, speaking of outfits, Donna's skiing outfit was adorable. Girl knows how to dress for the skiing type of activity. <laughs> Girl knows how to dress. Her headband. Yes. I know. Uh, she's so cute. She's so cute. Like, I don't think it's often that I would see someone in an all-white outfit with a white belt and be like, "That you pulled that off. Right. Right. Yeah. White on white on white is not typically, like, you know, you think like, I don't know, like a painter. <laughs> <laughs> like a cult member. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've been rewatching Riverdale and just got through the cult season. So that's oh, all God. I think of when I see white outfits. You're not through the cult. You think you're done with the cult. You're not done with the cult. Yikes. Uh. Oh, just wait until you see Chad Michael Murray try and get into a rocket. Oh, yeah. no, I saw that yesterday. Okay. I completely okay, forgot so he's in this show. Ugh. <laughs> So probably between watching Riverdale and this episode, for whatever reason, I got a line stuck in my head from a Cinderella story. Yes. (laughs) Where it's just like waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. And I was like, why is that in my head right now? And it's got to be because I saw Chad Michael Murray in Riverdale and it's now raining in 90210. But that's where my brain went. (laughs) Sorry. It's just so good. I just I saw rain in 902. <laughs> and it made me think of this other time. I saw rain in this other movie. I don't know why Hillary's Hillary Duff's voice just popped into my head. Let I mean, the rain fall down. Exactly. She has too many references. She's too many references. Uh listen, and as soon as you said a Cinderella story, I knew exactly what quote you were gonna. <laughs> Say so. What does that say about me? <laughs> you like good movies <laughs> that you are meant to be on this podcast together. You're damn right. <laughs> anyway, this show. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I guess we find out there's a leak at the Walks house, and it's not just a little baby leak. It's like a huge leak, like water damage. Like this is a legit leak. And um, I wonder if we should bring it up now, just the sheer confusion I had over why the first floor would be leaking, but not the second floor. That's what I wrote. And I I seriously did research today trying to figure out the layout of this house. Because if you – so the way the house is shot with the stairs going up on the right side up to the left, it does not make sense that there are not – bedrooms above the kitchen yeah and now we know that the stairs are actually on the other side in the house and those are fake stairs which makes a little more sense with the layout but yeah I spent a long time in this episode just confused I was like is did it flood upstairs like is that just what that is I mean yeah like the, the sheer amount of water that was coming out of the ceiling and for there to not be a second floor, I don't know. It's still, I, I'm still confused. Well, and I don't understand if there was all this, like, first of all, I don't think water damage happens that quickly. 
like not in the way it was. I mean, the leak definitely, but like, I don't know, maybe yeah. the way it looked, but I just kind of don't understand why it was basically dinner time. So it'd be raining all day long. And Jack was the one that was like, we'll just put a tarp up over the roof and then it won't leak into the ceiling. <laughs> like, yeah, Jim, don't be so dumb. Yeah, yeah. Jim. He was really dumb this episode, so. Best tax accountant in Southern California can't figure out how to fix a roof leak. How many accountants does it take to fix a roof leak? Apparently zero, because they just can't do it. <laughs> One if he's not Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll go well, with like, that. What if Jack was like, oh, also, when I got back from the war, I went to school and I graduated from Harvard Business School with an accounting degree. Man, that would have been such a good clap back. Like, oh, my gosh. Jim would have been like, get out of my house. Yeah, get the f- out of here, man. You're out of here. <laughs> they just, they had such a weird dynamic the whole time. The whole time. I mean, it was so tense and like for no reason. And then you find out there's sort of a reason. Yeah, it it was just awkward. The whole thing was awkward. And, and, like, what was great is, like, clearly Brandon was just trying to show some, like, good faith and, like, a good heart. And then even Cindy was like, hey, give this guy a chance. Like, he doesn't have anywhere else to go. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then there's Jim just being a dick. Well, by the way, finding out, and maybe we knew this before and I forgot about it, but finding out that Jim has daddy issues <laughs> explained so much to me. Well, yeah, yeah, and how it treat how he treats Brandon. Yeah. I was just, oh my God. Like, it made so much more sense. But I love that they were like, he's mean to you because his dad wanted him to go to Vietnam and he didn't go to Vietnam. <laughs> so he hates you. It <sighs> makes no sense. Oh my God. Like, and then when... What Jack is talking about how privileged everybody is when Donna is like, oh, so you're homeless? Which <laughs> yeah. everyone, that was a weird thing to say, but everyone was really mean to Donna when she said that. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sorry. She's trying to expand her horizons. Yeah. And I don't think she, she definitely didn't mean anything bad by it. She's just like making conversation, which again, not a great way to start a conversation, but she's quirky. Yeah. And also like, it wasn't like anything was not truthful it was just that it was awkward and perhaps like not the right time well and yeah she asks him and then he starts talking and that's what makes Jim blow up and then do you realize that like Jim kind of sandwiched Donna between the two of them while he started yelling at Jack yeah not great it was uncomfortable poor Donna this is what happens when you wear white on white you just disappear you blend in <laughs> they were just like what is this pile of white comforters doing here i didn't remember putting a pillow here <laughs> poor donna poor donna she just wanted to go skiing i feel bad she's tried to go skiing twice and it just hasn't worked out maybe she just should stop trying to go skiing no. Luckily, Brandon and Brenda will always invite all of their friends to Thanksgiving. Although David and Donna just show up. Yeah, I was thinking I, – I thought about that too because, like, they they made a clear point for, like, Brandon to invite Andrea, Brandon to invite Canner. Um, Brenda invites Kelly. Yeah, that's right. And it's like 
then there's David and Donna, and they just are there. I mean, at this, I think I wrote it in my notes too. Like, I think Cindy just expects this now and just like has a second turkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and she like, even did have a second turkey because she was like putting the stuffing in one and then not the other yet. Yeah. No, she's just like, I know what you're going to do. All of your friends are going to come here. Yep. It makes sense. Sort I mean, of. it totally makes sense. Okay. So I think we just went through the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, we're at the beginning. And yeah, everyone gets invited to Thanksgiving or everyone doesn't get in or everyone says they're going to do something else for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then Kelly asks Brenda like, oh, do you know where Dylan is? Do you know what he's doing? And I'm so glad that they're friends and they're just like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad they're friends again. And it was kind of like comforting to hear. I think it was Brenda actually who said, I'm not trying to start anything, but have you do you know what Brent or um, what Dylan's doing for Thanksgiving? And I kind of like that she put it out there that like, I don't want to start anything because she's trying to say like, this isn't about him. I'm just making sure that he's got a place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think she's willing to acknowledge that they both still care about him, but mm-hmm. that like it is a sensitive subject. And, yeah. Like, we both hate him, but we also don't want him like alone in the rain. Right eating something at the peach pit I don't know yeah and that's just the kind of like I guess self-awareness and a little bit of honesty that I always liked about Kelly and Brenda's friendship you know like they're always just like straight up about stuff so it's good to see that it's heading back that way already and it's only been like two episodes well yeah because I think we even talked about it in the episode where like Dylan left after he and Kelly had a date of just like this is what's gonna bring them back together. Mm-hmm. Take Dylan out of the situation. Exactly. But speaking of Dylan, he is at the prison and apparently Jack is getting out, but on furlough. So he's only getting out for like 48 hours. And apparently Dylan has to be with Jack at all times. And honestly, like I thought it was kind of weird. Bring back receipts if they go out in public. So like if they want to go see a movie, if they want to go out to eat. Dylan has to actually, like, expense this, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so they were making this big deal about, yeah, like, if you go see a movie, you have to prove that that's where you were when I called and you weren't at the house and, Mm -hmm. like, all this stuff. And Dylan was like, you're not expecting us to stay in the house the whole time, right? And then you find out it's 48 hours over (laughs) Thanksgiving. And he's like, where else would you be? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, what can you really do in two days? In, in two days, that also includes sleeping hours. So it's really, if you think about it, fast math, 32 hours because eight hours of sleep both nights. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just, it, it seemed really weird that he would just be getting out for two days. But I guess they're trying to say like, he's been acting, you know, good. He's had good behavior and he's on his way to like being a, a productive member of society or something again well yeah because you know it was only at the beginning of this season that he had a parole hearing so he was trying to get out completely mm-hmm. exactly. so it doesn't totally surprise me right I mean it surprises me he's getting furloughed for Thanksgiving I feel like you get furloughed for like a funeral not a holiday yeah right but, or I like mean, Exactly, like somebody's in the hospital or, yeah, a funeral or a wedding. I don't I don't know. But then again, yeah. I have no idea why people get furloughed from prison. I mean, yeah, I've never experienced 
prison furlough. Um, but I mean, it doesn't even matter because he somehow gets Dylan to stop at the liquor store on the way home so he can buy a bottle of whatever he bought. I didn't look at the bottle. It's probably like whiskey or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately call somebody to get laid when like <laughs> you're at your son's house. I just – I don't understand why nobody was surprised or, like, why people were surprised that this was going to start a fight. Yeah, and 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 on that point, why Jack was, like, getting mad – not – he was getting mad at Dylan getting mad. And it's like, what did you expect? You walk into this guy's house after being out of his life for however long now. I guess it's been, what, a year maybe? Mm-hmm. And just having random visits and – you immediately come here and you don't really want to spend time with Dylan. You want to spend time drinking and trying to get laid. Like, why would you get mad at someone being mad at you for that? Well, and he's constantly using Dylan. Like, when he's like, oh, we've been having this great time with you come visiting me at the prison. Like, will you write a letter to get me out? And then when he does get out, he's like, I'm not actually here to talk to you. I don't right. want to spend time with you. I don't want to actually build this relationship Beyond you being on my visitation list at prison. Mm-hmm. He like, even tells Dylan at one point, you're acting like a child. And I was just like, bruh, he is the child. Right? He was like, mm. Like, come on, my dude. But, yeah, that whole thing is just a mess. I mean, it's I, – I think I wrote down at some point – I don't know where I put it in my notes, but – I said, oh, man, there's too many jacks in my notes. I told you. I said something about basically that Jack is pulling a Brandon because he, oh, here it is. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it was when he was wearing those white sweatpants. (laughs) And they were like pulled up to here. And and for those of you listening, it's like up to your, like your nipples, basically. (laughs) And, (laughs) And he was mad for some reason. And I wrote down that he's mad at Dylan being mad at him. And then I said, damn, does he have a Brandon temper? Because he does. He goes from zero to Brandon in like 0.6 seconds. No, he sucked so bad. Also, when they were playing Monopoly, I was really hoping that he was going to go on the go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Where? Right. And just like, I mean... It would have been too on the nose. Life. Yeah, don't you realize it's raining in California? They have better things to worry about than put him <laughs> in jail and Monopoly. No, he's just going to lose all of his money. That's true. To a scheme in Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he he doesn't rage quit, but he kind of rage quits when Dylan's just like, oh, I have two hotels on that. Yeah, and then what did Jack say? Jack said something, and then Dylan was like, yeah, I'm just going to count my money or something. I think he said something along the lines of, I can't win if I can't cheat or something. Oh, yeah. Who is this guy? (laughs) Right? I was like, what is happening here? I do not care for this. Yeah. I know what happens. And um, I'm not going to say anything too revealing other than (laughs) I'm not mad about where the story goes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's all I'll say about it. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll get there. Not too And far that's away. basically that. Yeah, I mean, honestly. This, this random woman brings them burgers, and then when she leaves, she tells Dylan to go to the peach pit with her and eat a burger there at some point, and then convinces him to not drop out of school. But it's like, lady, who are you? Right? 
I, I did not write her name down at all. Oh, it's Christine, and I hate her. <laughs> I just didn't care. And then, oh, my God, when I think it's after Monopoly, Dylan gives them his bedroom and says he's going to sleep on the couch. I was like, they're going to do it in your bed. I thought the same thing. I was like, you need to go all Room Raiders on this shit after they leave and get your black light out because you're going to find some shit. No, just burn the house down. (laughs) At that point, you can never sleep in that room again. So true. Why would you even offer that? Dylan, you're not stupid. You've had sex in that bed. Presumably. (laughs) Has he? Because they've had that house since his mom was there. So he's been dating Brenda, but his mom was there after they stopped having sex. Because they only had sex the one time, as far as we know, right? As far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know. <clears throat> Sorry, I think they did it for like a week or something. <laughs> just one full week of just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, because like they did it at like the spring dance, and then it was like summertime when Brenda was just like, we can't be together anymore. And then she thought she was pregnant. Right. Well, yeah, because she thinks she's pregnant by the time they're supposed to be like having their going away party. Which, yeah, I assume is after the end of school. So maybe like after Memorial Day. I don't remember. Timeline is unclear. However, we can assume that Dylan's had sex in that bed. But we don't know yeah, for sure. I think, it's, I think it's safe that if he has not had sex in that bed, he has at least like done most of the things yeah. in that bed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And then Jack goes back to prison Christine leaves and Dylan goes back to school. Which, Which like, I think we we're about to say the same thing, probably. When did Dylan drop out of school? Yes. I was like, did I miss that? I know he, like, literally walked out of the school and then went and had sex in that, like, weird porno episode last time. <laughs> but I didn't see him actually drop out of school. He just stopped showing up for a few weeks. He just decided to stop going. Like, but he didn't drop out. He just left. He decided to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, you can't just declare it. <laughs> I No, you can't just say it. I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had several uh, absences in a row, and I guess that counts in his mind. I guess. He's like, I do what I want. I decide when I drop out, how I drop out. School just doesn't make sense in 1992 or whatever we're in still. Because even Steve, when he tells his mom that he gets kicked out, he's like, you have to go with me on Monday to make it official. And she's like, they can't kick you out without telling me. (laughs) You idiot. And also, you're not kicked out. Let me handle this shit. Hey, good segue. (laughs) I'm also pretty sure that double detention is the stupidest thing I have ever heard come out of Mrs. Teasley's mouth. It would have been better had she said detention sandwich. I th- <laughs> Actually, my first thought was we're never seeing Steve again. Like this would have been how they wrote him out of the show of like, where's Steve detention? Where's Steve detention? Yeah, it's like when people have babies on shows and they're like, where's the baby? Oh, they're at grandma's or like, oh, they're at daycare or oh, they're sleeping. Like, where's baby Erin? We haven't seen her. She just went skiing. (laughs) (laughs) No, she went to Palm Springs. Oh, right. She had to get get her tan on. I forgot. (sighs) 
Where is baby Aaron? <laughs> Show we'll me the baby. In 20 years. We'll see her on the other 90210. And boy, can I not wait for that because Aaron Silver, she's awesome. Love her. So excited. Yeah, she's pretty in cool. five years when I get to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get to these, these other shows at, you know, at some point. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Speaking Steve. of other shows. <laughs> yeah, the first time we see Steve, he's at the Peach Pit, sad drinking milkshakes, which was honestly the most heartbreaking and adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. I felt so bad that he was just like, Nat, I need a chocolate milkshake. Make it a double. Also, maybe this is my quote of the week. Since I didn't actually have a quote of the week, I'm pretty sure Steve said, yeah, I had a stomach ache, so I thought a milkshake would help. (laughs) (laughs) He did. Yeah, I think that's my quote of the week. Go ahead and confirm. (laughs) Just log that one in. God. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I just loved the whole thing. He was like, my mom's out of town, and I couldn't tell her that I got kicked out over the phone, so I've been writing down what I'm going to say. How's this? Mom, I'm just going to say it. I got kicked out of school. <laughs> that was his best draft. Great, bud. You you accomplished your goal. You hit it out of the park. Yeah, but I don't really understand what this whole – thing is with Samantha like I have no idea it's very unclear it's like a commercial or a tv show or like a segment or like a a interview or like a fake interview or like a fake show or like you know any of those things it felt like yeah it felt like a holiday special yeah where you know this was like the tv mom and we were supposed to see her like at home with her family but they didn't like her house so they got her a fake house But my favorite thing was when they finally start shooting, she comes up, she gives Steve a kiss on the cheek, and they're like, all right, cut, next thing. And then they both sit down, and they're like, roll it. (laughs) Yeah, like, now, Steve, this time, you speak. (laughs) Why? Why did you pause everything so that they would sit down? And then his brilliant idea is like, I'm going to tell her while the cameras are rolling, because that's going to make a difference. Yeah, like, I'm going to go off script, not just, like, improvise, but, like, take the script, read it, then throw it away. And I'm then, not just going to tell my mother. I'm going to tell an entire crew. Right? And, and did he think this was, like, going to go to post? Like, what did he think was going to happen? <laughs> well, apparently that PA was just like, this is gold. <laughs> yeah. Go with it. You've got it. You've got a vision, and I like it. Let's let's make it happen. Let's see. <laughs> well, she was like, okay, I'm really glad that a girl is finally showing interest in Steve. But if you think about everything that she knows about Steve, he does not deserve it. Yeah, why like, would she like him? Steve watched 2020. I'm glad he got it. Didn't deserve it. Because, <laughs> like, all she knows, she thinks he's a child. And then he shows up and she's like, well, I guess I'll cancel the toys. And then he's gross. Yeah. And then he says, then like, it, depending depends on the toys. I'm like, Steve. I really <laughs> wanted him to be like, you got Transformers in there? <laughs> Rock'em, sock'em robots? <laughs> I really want a He-Man toy. Oh, that would be good. Oh, my God. Right? But, like, how cute would that have been had he gotten the toys and played with them 
And I was in the holiday special episode show interview thing. <laughs> that would be so cute. <laughs> I feel like that just turns it into like a comedy of like she comes over and like pats him on the head and is like, I love you, son. And he's like making the Hot Wheels go around on the little carpet like. <laughs> I think Steve would be great in that role. But yeah, what so, happens is. <laughs> well, so, yeah, she makes the comment about the toys and he makes the weird kind of flirty, sexy comment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was weird. And then the next morning they're in the kitchen and he's asking her about her job and then gives her a carrot stick. <laughs> and she was like, this was delicious. What is this called? <laughs> he's like, carrot stick. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe... They call it a uh, carrot a la stick. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, there was like a whole spread of just food on the on the on the island or whatever. And he picks up a carrot. He's like, hey, you ever had one of these before? Right? <laughs> She's like, what looks good? And he's like, uh, this vegetable. Yay. What's up, Doc? You want a carrot? <laughs> <laughs> See, that would have been better than what he did. He was just like, here. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and then the next time we see them on screen together, he's telling his mom he got kicked out of high school, and then she's just like, I need that man in my bed. <laughs> yeah, like, homegirl. Maybe she's just as thirsty as Steve is. I think she's, I mean, she makes the comment. She's like, oh, I have all these frequent flyer miles, but I never get to go anywhere. What's her name? I feel like we need to give her... Her name. Alyssa. That's it. Yeah. I, I didn't write down anyone's names after the Jacks. <laughs> you I'm just horrible. like stop there. You're like, there's just too many. I can't risk another Jack showing up. <laughs> All of them are named Jack. I honestly, for a little while, thought both of the women were named Christine. <laughs> I don't that know would have why. Tracked. That would have been so funny if it was. Oh, my God. Um. Do you remember when Steve dated a Christine and he took her to REM and then she was a gold-digging bitch? <laughs> but I really wanted Chris Steve to happen. Oh, oh, you're so right. Steve. See, this is why he finally deserved to get laid. But, like, this girl has problems. Yeah. Like, literally, his mom is screaming at him. It's like, I'm going to save your keister and get you back into high school, you child. And then she's like, Come to my room later. Samantha Sanders saying the word keister is not something I expected, but it did make me perk up. (laughs) I was like, keister? You don't hear that word that often. Okay. The other thing, though, was I was really expecting them to, like, march into the school and us actually get to see something. Yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, they just go into Mrs. Teasley's office and then come out later and are like, you're unkicked out of school. Yeah, because, okay, because earlier, right after the carrot situation and after Steve admits to his mom about um, getting kicked out of school, she's like, mm-mm, and she does that whole badass, like, privilege talk about how this is not going to happen on her watch and no son of her whatever she says I don't know but she sounds like I'm like okay you seem pretty cool like you could have a good scene like a good confrontation scene and then yeah we don't even get to see it the only thing we get to see is when 
Steve is talking to Brandon or something, and she's like, Steve, sit down. And that was kind of cool. But yeah, then you want to hear her talk to Mrs. Teasley, and it just doesn't happen. Okay. Am I totally misremembering it, speaking of that? Or did Brandon just, like, stand outside on the other side of the window and just wait? He waited for, like, a minute, and then he left. Just stood there. He did his Brandon thing and inserted himself into a situation he didn't need to be in. Gross. His stupid smile. Just, hi, Mrs. Sanders. Like, shut the fuck up, Brandon. Go home. I thought it was kind of funny (laughs) because, like, so, like, Brandon, he, like, comes, like, he says, hi, Mrs. Sanders, and then, like, walks in front of the window. And then he's, like, clearly looking for Steve to look at him. But Steve doesn't do it when he wants to. So Brandon starts turning away. And then Steve turns, like, he's going to, like, look at Brandon and then Brandon's like already walking away so I'm like I wonder if the line or like the script was supposed to be you look at each other and like maybe Brandon gives you a thumbs up or like something like that but they just mistimed it and so it was just kind of like awkward this like look 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 oh oh, okay okay (laughs) instead it's the end of a romance where like you're both walking away from each other and one turns around but the other's not turned and then you turn around and then the other one looks at you and then you do this yeah yeah that's what just absolutely What Wait. would Brandon and Steve be? Breathe. That's so much. I was like, <laughs> Braniv? Branv. Breen. Bren. Standin. Standin. <laughs> I was about to be like, Steve. Wait. <laughs> My ideal is to just take Brandon out of it altogether. Just leave the other because that relationship would just get better. <laughs> just Steve. That's all I want. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's literally everyone except for the Thanksgiving. But except we for Brandon and Brenda. kind of talked about Thanksgiving. I mean, kind of, but, like, I feel like there's still other things because, like, Brandon goes to work and sees Steve at the Peach Pit sad drinking milkshakes and writing notes to his mother and then he goes to leave and he sees Jack Canner dumpster diving Mm -hmm. and tries to give him money and then somehow recognizes that it's Jack Canner and almost backs over him yep well that's when he like gets out and at this point it started feeling really weird to me because he tries to give him money and the guy just walks away. I'm like, okay, fine. But then you realize that it's the guy from Summer who Brandon tried to give a job and then the guy didn't show up for the interview. And now Brandon is standing in the rain, also like a romance movie, professing to this man. I wrote you a letter every single day. <laughs> it isn't over. It still isn't over. You wrote me? <laughs> Why didn't you write? <laughs> I wrote you I wrote you a letter every day for a year you wrote me (laughs) it wasn't over for me it still Still isn't over (laughs) come to my house I'll feed you (laughs) yeah this is what we do you tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass which you are about 99% of the time (laughs) And keep going <laughs> but like it fits every single one of those lines fits <laughs> Brandon is an arrogant son of a bitch 
And apparently Jack's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I mean, he got a job interview and didn't show up for it. And they never talk about what happened. Nope. Like, All right. Yeah. So, so Jack and Brandon are the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> he brings Jack to his house in the rain. And... <laughs> He cleans up and he puts on Jim's clothes, which is like strike one against him. Oh, yeah. Like, how dare you wear my University of Minnesota sweatshirt? And then, yeah, Jack and Jack, Jim and Cindy. There's too many J's. <laughs> too many J's, too many B's. Always. Let's just they clean them up. Yeah. And so Jim and Cindy, do you think, do you think they started writing this episode and then realized they made a huge mistake? Making Dylan's dad and some other man have the same name. I mean, it's fine, but don't put him in the same episode. Like, you have complete control over that. That's what I mean. Like, do you think they wrote both of these characters and then we're like, all right, well, it's the holidays, so we have to make at least Brandon or Brenda find a homeless man. Right. Like, yeah. we just have to. <laughs> and then they're like, well, what are we going to do with Dylan? Because he's clearly not welcome anywhere. True. We need his dad. Oh, wait. His name's Jack, too. Shit. We'll just keep them separate. No one will ever know. Yeah. yeah, we'll just make them not even see each other, and we'll just make Jim hate him and Dylan hate his dad. Okay, everyone hates Jack. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about anything. Everyone hates Jack. Exactly. Just Jack. gold. This just episode Jack. is just about... Dylan and Jim trying to get Jack out of their house on Thanksgiving. Oh my god. What if that was the story that was given and then someone was like, which Jack? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What if Jack McKay came over for Thanksgiving and Jack Canner, Dylan was helping him get out of prison. <laughs> and he was furloughed and he had to be furloughed with Dylan for 48 hours and Jack McKay helped put a tarp on the roof. I what if like, everyone would have had a better time? <laughs> what if the Jacks did the parent trap? Oh, we just oh have to gosh. switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So good. All right. Like how many things have we written this episode? <laughs> like we're too good. <laughs> we're so good. How are we I not don't in Hollywood? I know. <sighs> it's all those people that have actually been on the TV shows talking about the TV shows that are bringing us down. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. So back to Jack. <laughs> well, because this is the conversation that Jim and Cindy have where Jim is so mad and Cindy's like, literally anyone would be so excited to have the problems with their kids that we have. And then, you know, immediately the, like, scroll of problems that they have had with their children runs through my head. And I'm like, really? Yeah, you might want to walk that one back, Cindy, because I don't like, know that you'd be that confident if you really thought about it. It's so, the holidays. They just turned into golden angel children again because they're I, home. We true. just don't have to think about all this other stuff. Which, by the way, I read a comment on the internet, so it's probably bullshit, but I loved it so much the other day that 
was complaining about this very thing of how like Brandon kind of sucks as a child, but he's always seen as the golden boy. And they bring up the DUI and him wrecking his car. And someone replied to this post of just like, Jason Priestley said they destroyed his car so he could have a cooler one. What? <laughs> you did not tell me wow. that any writer on any TV show is like, we need to give our main character a cooler car. How do we do that? Give him a DUI. I am flummoxed. I know. <laughs> I was like, I hope it's true. I really <laughs> hope it's true. Yeah, no, we just want Jason Priestley like demanding the nicest, newest car. And you know how he's going to, if you won't give it to me, want this way? Well, I'm going to get a DUI. See if you can stop me. Write that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Brandon can't drive a Pontiac. He needs a Mustang. Oh, my God. How do we get rid of the Pontiac? Not just, like, him save up a bunch of money and trade it in for something cooler. No, we have to total it and almost kill somebody. Maybe that's why they, like, literally never talk about it again. I mean, they talk about, like, once and Brandon makes an off-putting joke about it. But, like, maybe that's why. I was going to say, really they just kind of, like... Yeah, they make these, like, light little jokes about it. Oh, maybe if I go get another DUI again, I'll get sent to Paris. God. What? God, Brandon. <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah, totally unrelated internet comment. But, like, yeah, Jim and Cindy talking and Cindy saying that they have these amazing kids. It was, Are you sure? Are you and then they come downstairs and Jack's like, your daughter gave me some of your clothes. <laughs> what is Damn it, Brenda. <laughs> what is happening? That's the thing. Brandon does the weird shit, and then Brenda, like, tries to help, and then they're just like, God damn it, Brenda. Yeah, like, those I'm are so my sweatpants. <laughs> I'm so surprised they didn't just, like, ground Brenda right on the spot. <laughs> I've had it with you, Brenda. Go to your room. Setting a bad example for your brother by bringing home a random ass <laughs> Santa on Christmas. I know. You she see what already you did? did but at least that Santa gave them diamonds. <laughs> yeah. True. That's the criteria. Jack is actually homeless. Right. But the criteria for bringing home a stranger is they must bring diamonds. And apparently they <laughs> must like football because... They all go into the living room to watch football, which, by the way, Cindy did not put out snacks. Yeah, she was way after the fact. She had that little veggie tray, like, several minutes after the fuzzy TV. Well, and, like, I don't get me wrong. I love me some crudite and veggie dip, but on Thanksgiving with football, you know, since my parents still live here, we always go to John's family, and they always have, like, queso dip. Mm, like queso. the really good with like Rotel and sausage and Velveeta and like closes your arteries. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's the stuff. Yeah. Not Cin celery, Cindy. Yeah. Cindy really um, fumbled this one. Ooh. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's my catchphrase. <laughs> Sorry. <Sports. laughs> Okay, so I'm going to mute myself again. Sorry. <laughs> no, never mute yourself. <gasps> oh, yeah, so Jack comes down in the sweats. <laughs> sweatpants. And he shaved. He used someone's razor. That was the other thing. 
Like, he had a full beard thing going on, and all of a sudden he comes down clean-shaven. Why wasn't Jim mad at that? Yeah, like, excuse me. He's like, I use that for my chest hair when it gets too unruly. How dare you? I was. <laughs> it's my shoulders. <laughs> you know that shampoo head and shoulders? Well, I have a razor also for shoulders. <laughs> my razor is also head and shoulders. <laughs> Uh, yeah jack goes to look at the atlases which okay i'm glad you act (laughs) weird i'm actually (laughs) glad you brought up the atlases andrea is on her feet the entire time she's at the walsh house i'm sorry she still has two broken legs but she's in two walking boots and standing on her crutches just like crutching out and like why does no one offer her a seat why is she not sitting down because she's also poor. So she can't sit down? No. <laughs> oh, you're right. The, the only two that cannot stood- sit. <laughs> you're right. The only two that stood up the whole time were Jack and Andrea. Oh, such weird rules about sitting down in this family. <laughs> that was Jim's rule. They all came into the living room and he was like, all right, uh, everyone here contributes to the GDP. You can all sit down. <laughs> oh, my God. You two stand. You served in Vietnam, so you stand. You didn't, but you might. Who knows? Andrea would totally become a reporter that would go to, like, war-torn nations. Oh, for so sure. Oh, that's yeah, why maybe she hates journalists. Yeah, who knows? Maybe <laughs> j- you're a journalist and you served. Stand. But, yeah, Jack is looking at atlases because he wants to see where all he's been. Which, like... Okay. I feel like they were just trying to be really heavy-handed with the fact that he's a vet rather than actually do something worthwhile mm-hmm. with the story. Like, I don't yeah. know what else I would want them to do, but they really, like, he he has no uh, characteristics. Like... You could put literally anybody else in that role, but the fact that they're a vet... He even has his military fatigues later. I know. It's like, I don't think he had the pants. He just had the jacket. But somebody washed that jacket for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was there long enough for that to go through a load of laundry. It's true. But yeah, it was just very heavy-handed of like, all right, you don't watch sports because you're too busy thinking about the war. You don't have any other clothes except for your military jacket. You will only talk about being in the military and being homeless and that is it like and then i even think like at one point one of you brought up when we were talking about this episode like at pretty much every time he was on the screen the music in the background wasn't our typical piano it was a freaking trumpet doing the music i'm like really like some stuff just feels a little tone deaf no it's very heavy-handed like brandon is a good guy because he found a homeless veteran that he wanted to help. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think we've seen this before where they hired the stripper, but it had to be a stripper with a heart of gold. It couldn't just be a stripper that was a nice person. Right. She right. had to also be supporting her family, who includes her husband that she met in the Peace Corps and her child. Also, she's putting herself through school. Like, she couldn't just be a stripper. He can't just be homeless. Right. 
Yeah, it, it, it's just another one of those situations where they have an opportunity to do something really cool with storylines, and then they just go such a different direction. Yeah, and then he proves his worth by knowing how to put a tarp on top of a building. Mm-hmm. And then Jim apologizes to him and is like, you should call your son. Use my phone. And then we never see how that goes. And we probably won't, to be honest. I mean, he was given one more episode than I thought he he would have. I know, right? Like, I kind of want to be like, and we'll never see him again just so that I can be wrong in the future. And maybe we'll see him again. Maybe. But we won't. I guarantee we won't. Like, that's the end of him. And then – they eat dinner, I think, is the other big thing that happens. <laughs> yep, a meal. Yeah, because everyone gave Donna shit about just saying, oh, so you're homeless? Mm-hmm. And so now she won't eat because other people are less privileged, and everyone also tells her that that's dumb. Yeah. And then So Donna can't win. Donna won't. No, she can't win. She's dating David Silver. She's already lost. <laughs> and then I noticed that Kelly's plate is covered in carbs. Rightfully so. Yeah, but what, two episodes ago she was like, I can't eat that dessert. Do you know how many calories are in that dessert? And then she puts like two rolls on her plate. Hey, maybe she was on one of those fad diets back in the 90s that was like Atkins or South Beach or something where like you eat all carbs. I forget what it was, but I feel like there was (laughs) – I'm on an all-carb diet. (laughs) Sweatpants are only all that fit me right now. Is butter a carb? (laughs) I just really want to lose three pounds. (laughs) Yeah, that's just your water weight. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in the back of the label. You read Swedish? Yeah. Everyone in Africa can read Swedish. (laughs) This has somewhat become a Mean Girls podcast, so if you haven't seen that, you should. We're going to go back to uh, hmm. what is a high school? school that movie takes place in. I want to say it's like Bayside or something, but I have no idea. No, that's Saved by the Bell. You're right. Do you also realize we've mentioned two different Lindsay Lohan movies? The Parent the Trap. One? Oh, 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 Parent Trap, right. obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Man, I love the parent trap. Talk about a movie I can quote. It's that one. <laughs> Talk about a movie I can quote. It says space nothing. Balls. <laughs> yeah. How did this episode even end? Uh, that was when Kelly and Brenda are walking down the hall and Kelly wants Brenda to go shopping with her. And Brenda's like, I can't afford any of those clothes even when they're on sale. And Kelly's like, well, you'll just watch me buy them. And then Dylan kisses them both, and I remember how badly I want them to be a thruple. Oh, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Right? I think it'd be kind of fun. Oh, it'd be so good. Like, even this, like, dynamic of the three of them, Mm -hmm. where, like, he just comes up, he kisses them both. Imagine he doesn't, like, walk in between them, and they're just completely shocked. (laughs) But he, like, puts his arms around them and is like, ladies what are we doing today? And they're like, well, we're going shopping. And he's like, then I'm going to go surfing and they can go fulfill their thing and he'll go do his thing. And then they all meet up for dinner at his house later and then make out a little bit. <laughs> Sounds like I the mean, perfect day. Yeah. I I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much for this. So 
If only we could make that happen. Mary, write that down. <laughs> no, it's Dilly Done. Dally. Oh, yeah. Dally. <laughs> Add it to our list of short stories we have yet to write. Yeah, we can just do a bunch of one shots, right? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. And by we, I mean Mary. Because <laughs> I'm not creative enough. I still want one. I, I don't remember which. Oh, I called Stondria. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you did. I want that. I want to read that one so badly. Well, what was the other one that we had the perfect breath? Short of breath. That's what it was. <laughs> I need that one. I need. I, I mean, I can't write it, but I want to read it real Maybe. bad. I'll try to make it short and just get it all out and just like bring and read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so the thruple ends the episode. Um, yeah. I gave it a real bad grade. It was just nothing. Let me see if I have anything else worthwhile in my notes, but I don't think I do. I'm pretty sure. I I think I wrote, this is probably the least amount of notes I wrote for an episode. I wrote a fair bit, but mostly just confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Steve is drinking sad milkshakes. How did he get kicked out of school without his mom knowing? That's about all I got. Uh, background trumpets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think my only other comment is we've seen it previously where, like, Andrea showed up at either last Thanksgiving or Christmas or something with, like, a brisket. So I'm cool with that. But when Donna and David show up without anything, it's like, y'all couldn't bring a pie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids are very ungrateful when it comes Except to, Except for like, Andrea. Well, that's true. Because she's 100. <laughs> because she's not a child. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what outs her. Like, <laughs> yeah. her showing up with something, you'd be like, oh, my God, you're 30. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Brings food to non-required food uh, family dinners. She shows up and she's like, I got you this nice Malbec. You should open it and let it breathe before <laughs> dinner. Can you imagine? God, that's what I want to see happen. I just want to <laughs> see her start to slip up on purpose to see if anyone notices. She just walks in. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> yeah. What are we getting into today? It's like if I tried to use current day slang. I was like, oh, is that – that's hip right now? If I tried to have a TikTok, would be like Andrea <laughs> trying to be a teenager. I'm going to bring up another Lindsay Lohan movie and say it's like Jamie Lee Curtis in Freaky Friday. <laughs> Classic. I can't quote that one. But that's also Chad Michael Murray. Oh, my, yeah, God. Oh my God. Is this actually a Chad Michael Murray podcast? <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it back. Speaking Please. of, I saw that – um, on Twitter, someone had said we should no. You tweeted, I think <laughs> yeah. that we, we said go back to Tree Hill and talk about that whole thing. Oh yeah. Also, so we want to talk about Chad Michael Murray. There's our opportunity. Can we talk about how little I know about One Tree Hill? And you said back to Tree Hill. I was like, is that the name of it? Is that the town Tree Hill? Yeah. Tree Hill. <laughs> Just Tree Hill, North Carolina. Tree Hill High School, home of the Ravens. I'm just confused. Why is it one tree hill then? Because there's only one tree hill and it's your home. 
It's a quote in the Is show. Is that really? Swear to God. Karen, <laughs> Lucas's mom, Chad Michael Murray's mom in the show, says it to him in the season finale, I think. Oh or the God. pilot. One of the two. There's only one oh, tree. Okay. Hill. I just remember <laughs> the curly alternative girl who is all Peyton? I ever wanted to be in high school. She's amazing. She's still amazing, like, in real life. Like, she's one of the coolest people ever. I, she's awesome. I don't relate to any of what we're talking about. You would. You would love her. Oh, I guarantee I would. Yeah. I don't have yeah. enough hours and, in the day. And, and she's best friends with Sophia Bush, so. Yeah, and she reminds me Born of ahead. Cordelia from Buffy. <gasps> okay. But I not relate. as good. I mean, she's not no as one Cordelia can be. as Cordelia, but you can't. No one can be also, Cordelia. Also, no one can be freaking Sophia Bush, if that's who you're referring to as Cordelia. Because Sophia Bush is amazing. She is. She has the most character growth in that entire show. Do not fight me on it. It is fact. And we'll get I, there one day in I, 10 I, years. I can't fight you on it. When I'm 40, maybe we'll discuss. We have to. It's we'll my all-time there. favorite show. We'll get there. All right, for your birthday, we'll record Back to Tree Hill. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> my God. Yeah. I'm into it. We should do My birthday that. is soon. I was going to say, for all of our isolation birthdays, we'll each pick a show. Oh, I oh love that. Oh, my God. And One Tree Hill has such a – I'm getting so excited. <laughs> it has such a good pilot. It's, like, on, like – Okay, maybe not quite on this level, but it's like close to Friday Night Lights level of a good pilot. Like a lot of shows, you know, they kick things off okay, but this show just goes hard. And then you're just committed for nine seasons or your entire formative years of 13 to 22. It's fine. I remember stuff (laughs) happens in that show. Stuff does happen. It's amazing. I love it. It's my all-time favorite show. So anyway, one time I entered a contest to be the ultimate one Tree Hill fan and get to be in an episode. I did not win, but I made what a video it and it's on the internet somewhere. Well, who I have to find it fraud because <gasps> it's obviously you who is the best fan. I had a shrine wall on my bedroom wall of just um, Nathan Scott, who is played by James Lafferty, because I was obsessed with him. Must I remind you? I was going to say show happened at thirteen, <laughs> all the way to twenty two, and is- for the longest time, my mother. Ask me when I first started dating my husband, are you just dating him because his name is Nathan? I may have been about to ask the very same question. (laughs) The answer is no, but that helped. (laughs) You're just like, Nathan? Did you just walk into rooms and go, Nathan? (laughs) (laughs) See, this is how you know, because Nate, my Nate, he goes by Nathan and his entire family, but I call him Nate. And in the show, Nathan is only Nathan. He's hardly ever called Nate, like yeah. occasionally. So you have to differentiate the two. That's right, because there's Nathan and then there's Nate. And, you know, you'll see. You'll see. I'll see. In a month, I'll see. Let me go back to Tree Hill. All right, so we'll go back to Tree Hill for you. Yep. I mean, I have to take us back to Sunnydale. Yeah, obviously. Then I'll do Riverdale. Nice. I Like, it's either that, but I also, like, want to do skins, even though it's, like, different. I have thought about how we should do skins, if only because 
that first episode is so good. It's so good. It's so good. If we do any of it, we have to definitely do the first episode. That's what I mean. We'll all just pick a first episode. Mm -hmm. This will be our birthday tradition every year. I love it. Yeah. That sounds perfect. And eventually, by the time we're like, Riverdale has a great pilot. Riverdale does have a good pilot. I think I actually watched the Riverdale pilot, but I was on a plane. So I don't remember much of it. But I can definitely do it again and probably have not known any of it. So you said you graded it bad? Yeah, at first I put a C minus, but now I kind of want to do a D. Right? I gave it a C for comfort food. Also, every time I give it a C, I want to do a Chandler bang and be like, could this be any more Thanksgiving? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> every time. I'm running out of C words, so I just want to go Chandler. I get it. I mean, I don't even have a thing for this one because it was just so bad. I can D I can... for dad. Daddy issues. Ooh, Daddy that's issues. a good one. I like that one. All right. Weird how Jim and Dylan were like parallels-ish because they each had daddy issues. Because they were both trying to get Jack out of the house. (laughs) That's what the episode should have been called. Get Jack out of the house. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But anyway. What's next week? Yeah. Next week is season three, episode 16. It's a totally happening life. Oh, God. It's Christmas. It's a wonderful life, really. But yep. 90s, so it's totally happening. Oh my god. Can we Okay. Fine. We have to do it. <laughs> we have to do it, but I'm not going to like it. That's Honestly. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to have like the fantasy of not being around anymore? Well, if Steve was still kicked out, I'd say Steve. Because that would just be interesting. I don't know. Okay, put in your guesses because I'm looking at the synopsis right now. So put in your guesses and, and we'll one of you Brenda, will win. Brenda, because of you she has an overactive imagination. Yeah, I was going to say Brenda too, but since you took it, I'm going to stick in the Walsh family and I'm going to say Brandon. Um, alternative guess is Dylan. Okay. I feel like Dylan's too obvious. Yeah, that's why he's the alternative. Yeah. So we've named half the gang. Yep. (laughs) I should be Kelly. No, never. So I didn't listen to anything that you guys just said because I read one line in the synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is good. I read one line in the synopsis, and we are about to be extremely excited. Okay. I'm just going to put it that way. Okay. Don't look ahead until we watch the episode. I never look. Well, I try not to. I Yeah, I don't look. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that great. next week. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back2Podcast. Yep. And make sure to send us emails if you've got thoughts, questions, comments. Um, if you want to start guessing what's going to happen the next week, sure, send us an email. Whatever you want, just send it to us and we'll we'll respond at some point. I promise. Uh, but that's at back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us reviews on iTunes. Five stars, please. And also yep. subscribe and share and tell all your friends about us. And sit around the podcast listening device like it's Christmas. Oh, that's a great idea. 
we'll exchange gifts. And by gifts, I mean you'll get to hear us and we'll give you the <laughs> gift of a podcast episode. <laughs> it's not Christmas here, so. <laughs> it's it's so far from Christmas. So Very. far. Our timing is off. So off. But that's okay. Because if we did this in real time, I think it might actually take us even longer. Oh, it absolutely would. We'd yeah. have to deal with summer, like, break, break. And yep. I just can't do that. No way. But, um, yeah. So, go listen to us. Catch up if you've been behind a few episodes. But by the time you listen to this episode, you might be caught up. Tell us more fun facts that may or may not be true. Like about Jason Priestley and Brandon's car. Yeah, that was a great yeah, right? like, like fun fact. <laughs> tell us fake facts. Ooh, make up stuff, because we do it all the time. Yeah, wrong <laughs> answers only. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Two it's been fun. We'll decide Ooh. which one's right. <gasps> Sorry. I love it. No, that's so good. That's, that's so, so good. good. Do that. Either email, Instagram, Twitter, review, whatever. Just tell us your two truths and a lie, and we'll figure it out. Maybe. Maybe not. Wrong answers <laughs> We're only. We're not going to figure it out. <laughs> That should be our podcast motto. Wrong what, answers, wrong answers only. only? <laughs> That's a good idea. Can Very put good that idea. In steel trap. <laughs> so All right. Forget it by next week. Probably. And then it'll be weird because one of us will bring it up and be like, oh my God, we talked about that last week. All right. We got to end this thing from all of us at Back to Podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.